0: take a look at the global picture. Jeffrey Klein tops with us, chief global investment strategist at Charles Schwab. So glad you are with us. So much going on. Of course, we had that blowout jobs number and a ton of inflation news that has come in and proven the fact that the Fed has their work cut out for them. What are you watching?
1: Well, it's not just a US phenomenon. Yesterday, we got, to, of course, the retail sales numbers they were great we know the jobs number was really good some of the regional manufacturing data uh, viewers of your show nicole know that the economic data here in the us has been pretty strong as it was reported for the month of january but what they may not be as aware of is that that's true everywhere around the world you know just focusing on the labor market this week the united kingdom reported uh, their their jobs numbers for january The numbers came in seven times higher than economists predicted for January. Uh, France reported another drop in its unemployment rate this week. And last week, of course, the US data saw a blowout number, nearly three times the forecast. And Canada saw 10 times the net number of new jobs that economists had forecast. So what we're seeing here is is a global phenomenon, a very strong labor market, uh, rebounding manufacturing activity as well. All this pointing to, yeah, as you say, the, the central banks really having their work cut out for them here as the inflation data comes in hotter and growth comes in hotter. Could be good news for earnings, but bad news for those hoping for a quick end to the rate hike cycle.
0: Right. Understood. So at this point now, what do you think the Fed is watching? Because we're expecting another rate hike in March and probably more now going into summer.
1: Yeah, that's right. And so we've seen the, uh, the rate hike expectations around the world really creeping higher, Uh, again, not just in the US, but taking a look at these numbers. uh, We can see the the downside of this better economic growth picture is that the terminal rate is expected to be higher now than it was a week ago or even a month ago. Um, You can see it uh, for the US, about 25 basis points, Canada, Eurozone, UK is maybe flat, Australia, it's up. So, we're talking about not just tighter US monetary policy, but maybe everywhere. And that's important. can see in this chart here the darker blue being today uh the lighter blue being a week ago and and that uh that sort of tealish color uh is uh, where we were just a month ago so uh, i'm sorry the, the reverse of that obviously the, the numbers are climbing as we're getting to today you can see it up there uh, up, up top the point is that we're really getting close here to a peak or, or maybe maybe i actually labeled those wrong sorry the high one is today of course and we're marching higher here uh in these uh in these expectations and it's it's simply because the data is coming in much better than expected. And I think as we approach spring, we're going to see more green shoots. That was just January. Uh, we're in a, a mild winter for Europe. That's really aiding economic activity. We're seeing you know, obviously consumer comeback here in the U.S. That's big. China is coming back in a very big way. Box office numbers as a real-time indicator in China are very strong right now. And, and we're seeing it in manufacturing surveys as well. In fact, the ratio of new orders to inventories has started to pick up here in the last couple of months suggesting manufacturing. Nicole, a weak spot in the global economy is even starting to firm up and join services as a growth part of the global economy. So yeah, it probably means not only rates are headed higher, but we may not see the cuts investors expected uh, towards the end of the year.
0: Understood. So at this point now, when we look at the big picture and we think about the different sectors and the chances of a global recession, a lot of people have already made a pretty penny in 2023. Um, there's a theme that maybe you should cash in now, the worries about a recession, a soft landing, especially with Lyle Brainerd leaving the number two spot in the Fed and being a more dovish voice and going over to head up the National Economic Council in the White House, a senior position. But, um, you know, who will the voices be of the Fed going forward? That's the, the idea here.
1: Uh, Well, clearly, there's much more of a, at least a hawkish message from the Fed and the market has been leaving for a while, but that's starting to change. I think the way to think about this from a market and investing perspective is not to focus on maybe the overall market, to really focus on what will work in this environment. And so we continue to focus on uh, value cyclical stocks, uh, low price to cash flow specifically. I've been talking about this on your show for over a year now, rather than rate cut beneficiaries like growthy tech stocks. I know everybody's been waiting for them to bounce back and it looked like they started to do so. But I think if you take a look here and you look at the the, the cheapest 20% of stocks on price to cash flow, an easy thing to screen on uh, on schwab.com uh, uh, or anywhere else, you can see they've been outperforming so far this year. In, in orange there uh, are companies, the lowest price to cash flow companies the world index versus the overall market in blue, that worked here in the first quarter. It worked in the fourth quarter as stocks were coming back, and it worked in 2022 overall as stocks were headed lower, and it's been working since rates began to rise back in 2020. So I think this is a theme that continues, a bull market theme in this market where there's questions about, do we return to a bear market? Have we really emerged? Uh, I think this is a theme that you want to continue to emphasize in portfolios, given the uh, projection of higher target rates for for the Fed and other central banks.
0: And you know, as you noted, we are seeing strong job growth in the UK. You mentioned um, other places such as Canada where we continue to see, and China has the reopening. It just doesn't feel like anything is slowing down quite so quickly at this point now. So um, what else should we be watching? I mean, why are global stock markets continuing to favor cyclical value stocks at this point?
1: Well, obviously, economic activity continues, fears of a recession and and fears of a deeper downturn in Europe, particularly given the energy situation, have been set aside. So I think Mm -hmm. that's the backdrop we're in. Cyclical uh, stocks uh, tend to be faring a bit better here. And, you know, obviously, we're we have very easy financial conditions. Despite the best efforts of central banks to tighten them, we continue to see that financial conditions on those financial condition indices remain quite fluid. And so that's really helped to sustain the liquidity in the market that you know businesses need in order to fund their operations and certainly uh, some of that showing up in the stock market as well. So that's why I think this is an environment we, we've been saying that this year is a better year for investors. I don't think you need a brace for a bear market here, but I do think you want to focus on where the best bull market opportunities are and they remain in those cyclical value stocks, many of which are found outside the U.S. We continue to see non-U.S. markets outperforming, uh, despite what you might think of the U.K. economy. It's one of the best performing markets this year and actually hitting all-time highs even today. So another thing to consider there is you you reflect on the, the portfolio implications of all of this.
0: I love that you're able to come on and really give us the global picture because sometimes we're so myopic and focused on what's going here at home. And all of these things are so intertwined. So um, thank you for bringing us all those important, uh, in, in this case, fun facts of how well the market's even doing there. Jeffrey Kleintop, thank you. Charles Schwab, appreciate it.